Right, you got Ron Cash in the building. We're not gonna waste no time today, but we, we got to get into this. It's hot sizzle right off the presses. Breaking news FBI has raided former President Trump's home in Mar a Lago. And Trump said, This I know you got you got flames for him today, brother. He said, These are dark times for our nation, as my beautiful home, Mar a Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working, cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this announced raid, uh, unannounced, I'm sorry, raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is persecutorial misconduct. The weaponization of the justice system and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024 especially based on recent polls and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Now listen to this. Such an assault can only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries corrupt at a level not seen before. They even broke into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Here in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. Those are Trump's exact words. Hey, he, he, he said a lot of stuff that I'm going to talk about briefly and in, in depth. Briefly, because I'm going to skim over some of it. In depth, because, man, we need to talk about it. First of all, as you know, you can look at me. I'm a black American man. And I've seen black American men get treated the same way the president of the United States got treated without any respect of law and order. They just disrespected everything. And you know why they did that? Because they have a political motive to try to make you look bad. They want to make you look bad in the public, make you look like you're a criminal. And we've had that. We call that racial profiling. Well, this is presidential profiling at its finest, baby. And like I had the song around before, for the love of the money. How do you think these people are doing all this stuff? They're doing it only because they want to get paid and they have been paid off. This is what you do when you're in these third world nations. You pay off the police, you pay off the military, pay off the treasury, and then all these people work in concert to get you, as you saw this yesterday. And this is a very sad thing because right now, at this present moment, in 1973, Nixon did break in to the Democratic Party's chairman, to Democratic Committee's chairman office in the Watergate building. And they bugged the building and then they set it up to where they could run against, okay, not Hubert Humphrey, but the weakest candidate they could possibly get, same thing's happening right now. <coughs> Excuse me. They don't want to run against Donald Trump and DeSantis. They want to run against Pence. Pence is their boy. And they got pictures of him when he was in the gay world, which doesn't matter to me. You can do whatever you want. But that is not going to ring true with the conservatives and, the, you know, the Christians. So they know what they're working with. So now, at this present moment, you got to ask yourself a real serious question. A serious, serious question. Is this this now, or has this been going on since Trump has been trying to run for office? We know what the, the Steele dossier said. It said that, oh, no, Trump is working with the Russians, and Steele was working with what? British intelligence. 
And he was like, oh, we, we got this. And the Democrats paid for the dossier and they kept getting FISA warrants so they could illegally watch him search his premises and everything else without his knowledge because he was working with a foreign agent. That's what they told you. And they found out and knew that that was a lie and they still kept getting FISA warrants. So guess what I'm going to tell you right now? Does that anything I just said right now, a lie? No, it's the truth. And guess what? During that time, they were getting these Pfizer ones. They had the Mueller investigation and nothing came back right. He wasn't pro, he wasn't for Russia. He wasn't getting any information from Russia and he wasn't getting any money from Russia. And they did not effectuate the change of the election for him to win. He just won because the people wanted him. Now, here we go. Fast forward to 2022. It's getting ready to be the midterm elections. And guess what you're seeing right now? You're seeing Trump being treated like a common drug kingpin. And I can tell you right now, that is a major problem. You are starting a war inside this country. You want a civil war? You're asking for one. And there must be some reason why they're willing to put themselves at risk that way. Because there's a lot of dead bones that's getting ready to come up out of that, that graveyard. And there's a lot of things they've done, even with COVID and the shots and everything else and the money. All that's all interconnected. And right now it's about to come out. And that's why they're doing everything they can possibly do to hide what they're doing. And no one wants to talk about the article that came out yesterday <laughs> in the Daily Mail in England, talking about that Biden, as the vice president, had business dealings with Chinese government officials who were hiding as business people and cutting deals with them while he was the vice president and his son was the fiduciary. So this is going on right now. They're trying to hide everything and they know it's coming. So that's what they're trying to fool you and lie to you and tell you, oh, no, we're not going after Trump. Yes, you are. It has nothing to do with January 6th. Talking about some documents that he could keep and he can declassify whenever he wants to because he's the president of the United States. You got to think about what I just said. Wow. Now, that's a lot to unpack right there. I mean, we're talking about something that can be seen as going against our way of life. I mean, if you, as the president of the United States, former president, can be privately surveyed and then going into your own private home now and taking documents. What does that say? Not only if a president can be treated that way, what about our own rights to privacy? Listen, they hired, uh, they hired, they're hiring 86,000 IRS agents. And the guy came out, one of the senators came out and says, well, you know, if you're paying your taxes, don't worry about it. No, dummy. He didn't say that. He's trying to cover up the real truth. When they hire 86,000 IRS agents, you know what that means? You can have Nebraska Stadium filled to the top with the IRS agents. And they're going to go after the middle class people. They're going to go after the small business owners. They're going to go after the mom and pop store owners. They're coming after you. And they're going to sweat you down. If you vote for Trump or anybody else that they don't want, you're going to get audited. If you talk about Trump too much or talk about somebody they didn't want you to talk about, you're going to get audited. They're going to audit everybody that's going against what they want you to say. They're trying to let you know this is a Gestapo tactic. This is nothing but Nazism, fascism, secret government. And behind the scenes, somebody's pulling these strings. And ultimately, we can say, yes, it's Biden. Yes, it's Obama. Yes, it's the deep state. But ultimately, it's Satan. This is a satanic fight against God and Satan. And Satan knows he's in serious, serious trouble. And God is getting ready to bring it. He's getting ready to bring the noise. And he's giving me a scripture, giving me a chapter to read. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's called Isaiah 42. And I'm going to give you two pieces of it in a second. And I'm going to let you know how serious God is getting ready to get down. 
But right now, these people are attacking this ex-president who is getting ready to run for office again. And they know he's going to win because they're looking at the polls. They know everything they're doing is not working. And they know the dead bodies, like I said earlier, are going to come up to the surface and they're going to start seeing, oh, yeah, we can connect the dots and see what you did and why you did it. And now people are starting to realize, not only with their gas prices and their food prices and the price of clothing, but they're realizing what has happened to their bodies. A lot of people are dropping dead and dying because they're taking that shot. And they were forced to take the shot. A lot of people were forced. You're going to lose your career, can't go to school, can't leave your house, can't go to, can't go to a restaurant or a gym. A lot of people went for that madness. But guess what? People are dying. And their ultimate goal was to do what? Population control, baby. And so now this is getting real serious. And all these people call this conspiracy theory. You know that came from the CIA. There is no conspiracy theory. A theory is an estimate or an educated guess. This is not no educated guess. We got the facts standing right in front of us. Everybody can see. Even Ray Charles' mama can see this. So our ultimate goal for these people is to get rid of you, control you, and to tell you what to do for the rest of your life. That's what this is about. So if they can tell the president what to do and sweat him, you don't think they're going to sweat you? Because they're not just a political party anymore. They're trying to run the whole government. They want to take over the world. And this is a takeover. This is why this is a fight. But let's go back in history. Just a little bit. And I did some research from the History Channel. You can go ahead and refer, you know, go back to their website on the Watergate scandal timeline. Here we go. Starts. <clears throat> 1971, Nixon and his staff recruited a team of ex-FBI. What? FBI? Wow. Ex-FBI and CIA operatives, later referred as the plumbers, to investigate and leak publications of the Pentagon Papers. The Pentagon Papers was a group of papers. It was a study done by the um, defense uh, secretary under uh, Kennedy to prove that the um, Vietnam War started off long before and they knew it couldn't win it. They just was just messing over people and messing over equipment. They just wanted to make money. So a lot of people involved. So on September 9th, the plumbers broke, broke into Daniel Esbert's psychiatrist and in an unsuccessful attempt to steal the psychiatric records and smear Daniel Ellsberg. Ellsberg. Wow. The defense analyst who leaked the Pentagon Papers to the press in, 19, in January 1972, one of the plumbers, G. Gordon Liddy, is, transfer, is transferred to the committee of the re-elect the president, Craig Creek, where he obtains approval from the attorney general, John Mitchell, for a wide-range plan of espionage against the Democratic Party. So stop acting like you don't know people because you don't want to study your history. Don't blame me because a brother knows. I'm well-read and I was well-educated by my parents. So, you know, sorry. I remember these things. <clears throat> May 28th, <laughs> 1972, Liddy's team breaks into the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate Complex in Washington, D.C. for the first time, bugging the telephones and staff. Okay, after breaking into the Democratic, you know, community headquarters, among the items found in their possession were bugging devices, thousands of dollars in cash, and rolls of film. <coughs> Days later, the White House denied involvement with the break-in, just like today. You heard Biden said, we didn't know nothing about them, about them going ahead and breaking into Trump's house and doing all these crazy things. You are a lying piece of... <laughs> in June 17, 1972, a young Washington, reporter, a Washington Post reporter Bob Woodward is sent to arrangement of a burglars. Another young Post reporter, Carl Bernstein, volunteers to make some phone calls to learn more about the burglary. August 30th, 1972, Nixon announces that John Dean has, completely, has completed an internal investigation into the Watergate break-in and has found no evidence 
of White House involvement. Doesn't it sound like what's going on right now? The Durham trial is happening right now. People's not paying attention. Let's go back to the Mueller trial. All right, this fakeness. They've been doing it from January 6th. All this sounds just like this. Mm -hmm. It's September 29, 1972. The Washington Post reports that while serving attorney as serving as attorney general, John Mitchell has controlled a secret fund to finance intelligence gathering against the Democrats. Wow. And you don't believe that these people are doing this to Donald Trump? <laughs> when Carl Bernstein calls Mitchell for a comment, Mitchell threatens both Bernstein and Catherine Graham, the publisher of the Post. The Post prints the threat. Uh-oh. October. Articles of Woodward's and Bernstein describe the existence of a, of a major dirty tricks campaign conducted against the Democrat presidential candidate Edwin Muskie, orchestrated by Don Segretti and others paid by Creep and Nixon's private attorney. Do I need to say more? Do I need to say more? Now, are you going to ask me that this is not similar to what happened with the Democratic Party when they paid for the dossier? Let's go to this. I went to a Huffington account. They said yes. This article says, yes, Democrats funded the Steele dossier. <laughs> the question is whether they got the goods. What? You publicly come out and say you got a fake dossier on the president. You paid for it. You paid for it. The Hillary Clinton, who's one day against Donald Trump, paid for it. And there's no problem. Okay. Presidential, presidential campaign and the Democrat National Committee helped fund an opposition research effort against Donald Trump that culminated in numerous damning allegations against him. I'm going to leave it right there. How much more do I need to say? If they can come up with fake documentation and go after people whenever they want to, who is next? You? Me? <laughs> Your children? Your grandchildren? You better think about this right now. This is a very serious topic. And we are all skating past this like this is no big deal. This is the biggest deal. In the 273 years this country's been involved in, we've never had this happen. And now this looks like a New Jack City situation. you got criminals in high places. Because let me tell you something right now. Back in the 80s and 90s, the drug dealers were not the problem. It was the government that was bringing the drugs in. We all know that by Gary Webb. He told you. So now you know, you can skate past that. CIA brought cocaine into the hood. That's what Ricky Ross was all about. But see how they operated? They got away from it. Who went to jail? All the black people. Now, in this particular situation, the only people they want to go in jail are all the Republicans and all the ones that support Trump. But when you do something as a Democrat, nobody says a damn word to you. Hunter Biden's got all kinds of stuff on his laptop, and they caught him smoking crack and messing with prostitutes and taking all kinds of money. No investigation has been done into him. You understand what's going on right now? Can you see it? Are you paying attention? Are you awake? Well, you made some powerful comments in regards to that the crack epidemic when it happened back in the eighties, and all the ties to government and leveraging the that entire time for again control, power, all those kind of things. And uh, you had mentioned to me prior to that how that whole crack epidemic is now paralleling what has happened. This most recent epidemic with COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. We talked about that yesterday. <clears throat> most people are not paying attention to because their brains are not working. And when I mean say your brain's not working, you're not paying attention to details. And you don't listen and you don't do any research. So I have to wake you up. People like myself have to wake you up. Let me wake you up to the crack epidemic. <clears throat> they had crack babies. When you gave a girl a hit of the crack pipe, she's going to take off her panties. 
You can have unprotected sex all you want. So when she got pregnant, she kept using the pipe. She never stopped. <clears throat> so when she when the baby was born, they were already addicted to crack. Those babies right now are between 30 and 25. Excuse me, 20, 30 and yeah, 35 to 25. <clears throat> so when you see these young people going crazy right now, because their brains never fully developed. <laughs> They're done. So now people don't want to talk about that because they want to smoosh that up into the world. Oh, that cracker even didn't have any effect on the kids. And look, we see some kids coming out of it. You're lying. We all know we can see crack kids. That's why they're in prison doing all the wildest stuff right now that they can do because their brains are not fully developed. Like I said, again, going back to that, look what's going on with COVID. My son was in high school, sophomore in high school, when they shut the whole world. And kids are having adverse effects of this. It's unbelievable. I'm not talking about the shot. I'm just talking about being isolated away from their friends and everybody else that they love and be close to and not having that interactivity that they're supposed to have. So then as that went down, then they said, oh, you want to come back to school? You got to take a shot. Now, let's go back to this doctor that came out just recently. I'm not going to put his name on blast. You can go look at it for yourself. All right. I implore that you do that. Matter of fact, you know, you stay right here. I'll give it to you because you know what? That's what we do here. We don't duck and hide. We don't duck and dodge nobody. We just keep it 100. So I'm going to keep it 100 with you. But we're going to talk about it. This doctor <clears throat> who came out and told you very recently, okay, he said to you very recently, hey, all right, Dr. David Martin, he told you that by 2028, 2028, there's going to be 700 million people worldwide dead because of taking this shot. He said they tested the shot on every animal, and every animal that took the shot died within two months. And they still put that inoculation on you. They still forced you to take that shot and told you that it was going to save your life if you took it. Now, the effects of this that are going to happen on children, which they're forcing them from zero to five to take that shot. We already got one from 5, 12, and 12 to 18, and 25, and all that stuff taken. What's going to be the effect on the babies? So they're trying to create a whole nother scenario of crack babies, but they can be called COVID babies. And what's going to happen with that? How are they going to respond? How long are they going to live? Are they going to be able to function fully? That's going to be the question. So this has been a, I've already seen this movie. This is a rerun family. And you know what's happening? People walking around here playing stupid and they know darn better. They better stop playing stupid and get on the right track. That's what they need to do. Now in terms of you talk about the long-term effects of not only the shot, but the isolation, you know, their children in those very keen developmental years and what price that they've had to pay being isolated outside of school, now stepping back into it, still dealing with masks and all of those kinds of lack of, of coping skills and, and being able to, not only from an educational standpoint, develop, but socially develop. Absolutely. The social factor has been, has been destroyed. You got to think about what social means. Social means interactivity. It means communicating and connecting with other people. They just destroyed that. There's some kids right now that don't even understand what communication and understanding is all about. They don't understand how to do what? Conflict resolution. They don't know how to sit down and talk things out. How could they? You've been isolated, talking through screens. You can't even talk to somebody face to face. People are texting each other. They don't even know how to speak English anymore. They don't even know how to write English anymore. They just give you an emoji and a picture, and that's supposed to make you understand what they're thinking. This is all insanity. And guess what that's going to do? With the mask, you can't even develop speech because you can't see how the mouth is moving. You don't just hear speech. You watch speech. 
These are all things that are developing inside your brain at the time that you need to develop. My dear brother's wife and his company, Coin, excuse me, you know, his wife's a neuroscientist. Yes. Just because your brain, they touch one side of your brain doesn't mean it's going to get a direct reaction from some other part of your body or one of the organs you have or even your brain itself. So it's too complicated for us to understand. So all these things that they're doing, they're basically testing. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't have an absolute answer. Science is not definitive. So these people are testing on you. You are the white test rat. And that's what they're doing to you. So when you say to someone, hey, listen, you're going in the wrong direction. You better do some research. Oh, that's a, that's a conspiracy theory. I don't want to hear about that. I'm going to trust the science. And none of you even paid attention while you were in biology class. <laughs> were you in chemistry class? Because I didn't see you. I was in private school anyway. Bottom line is most of you were not paying attention. You were trying to get outside. The only time most black people paid attention to chemistry class and Hispanic people that were in, the, that were in low income in, uh, uh, environments is when they were selling crack and they had to make money with it. And I'm not trying to be demeaning or I'm trying to be dementive in that, in that perspective I'm taking. I'm just saying that's the kind of position you were put in. The same thing is happening right now. You're being put in the same situation. And it's a damn shame that you're in that position. And I'm trying to help you wake up to yourself and say, hey, you know what? Hey, maybe they got me, but let, you're not going to get my kids. You're not going to get my grandkids. You're not going to get my best friend. You're not going to get someone else. I'm going to make sure they don't get those people because guess what? I'm going to bring them to the truth by fire and I'm going to let them see this episode and they're going to wake the heck up and they're going to do the research and they're going to understand how important it is for them to have their freedoms. Now, you had spoke to me yesterday about, you know, a film. And as we know, art always imitates life. Before you, you see a film, it's really trying to tell you something that's actually going on, usually used to leverage for, for those purposes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been said that you want to put something out quickly, put it in a film, put it in a television show. And in this case, a film, I believe it was called The Contractor. Absolutely. And, um, and it's parallels between, like you were talking about, our internal civil war that's now going on on a political level, on a military level, on a corporate economic level, all the leverage for power and control. If you can kind of elaborate on that film and, and kind of the underlying yeah definitely that. definitely and what i'll do is i'll talk about that um what happened is this <clears throat> in this movie which is an amazing movie i think that everybody should watch it i'm just trying to put this piece of paper here because i want to be able to use it in a second but um, i don't think i have it right here so that's all right we'll go back to where i need to be at um this movie the contractor is a pretty cool movie the reason why it's pretty cool because um chris pine is in this movie and he's a ranger and for what he was going on doing all these tours, he got injured and he was using um, certain kind of drugs to get over his pain. And they just didn't want him having those. And, and I guess his commanding officer decided to let go of his whole, you know, platoon. And then they said, oh, we're going to get rid of the guys. So immediately, hmm, they took away his pension and his uh, medical. So he had to go and immediately go and get a job as a contractor. What contractors do is that, <laughs> These guys, these special forces men, are now contracted out by billionaires and corporations, pharmaceutical companies, whatever, and they're there for protection. They're bodyguards. <clears throat> but they're the best of the best. They're not just regular troops now. These are elite troops. And so these organizations are now fighting against each other. <laughs> and uh, so I don't want to take away the whole movie, but the bottom line is this guy is doing some corporate espionage, and he thought he was working for the government and for the president, but technically he wasn't. Because the gentleman that was making this vi vaccine was able to make a vaccine that was going to protect from SARS and H1N1, which is the foundation of COVID-19. 
And he said, you'll be able to save millions and millions and save millions and millions of lives. But for some reason, the people that what he was working with, they all got paid heavily. So that would not happen. So they wanted <laughs> the people to get sick and they didn't want them to have something that was going to make them well. So in other words, you see what I'm saying? This money has everybody fighting against each other. So now, can you imagine? There are corporations with special forces operations and people that are in this government that are in the military and the special forces are shooting at each other. They're killing each other every day. And it's not about us going against another country. It's about a company going against another company, another concept going against another concept, and an agenda going against another agenda, which is what you would call the basis of civil war. Very, very treacherous and dangerous at this particular moment. And when I saw that movie, which came out in April, I just saw it recently on HBO, I'm going to tell you something right now. It's very telling. There's a lot of information out there people don't want to get out. But the people are trying to tell them, hey, listen, we're in dangerous times right now. And we need a reset, not a reset the way they wanted it, but a reset going back to our constitutional rights, being going back to the church, going back to God and standing for this nation as a republic and not being a world leader, but to be concerned about a leader in our country, running our businesses, running our nation in such a way that everybody wants to be like us, but we don't have to regulate them. We can just regulate ourselves. When you talk about regulating yourself and you know, going back to the Constitution and our own rights, I mean, obviously on this global scale, this political scale, these, these factions and corporate espionage and all of these things, such a larger brand of influence on impact on our lives, obviously we can't control those things. You know, we talked about the voting booth earlier, and that's a way that, you know, we can exercise our privilege and our right to be able to, you know, leverage our own personal opinion on where we believe this country should go, and prayerfully that vote has a count. Now, you know, we saw in a recent election um, that that was subject to debate on both sides. Some call it ridiculous that the election was quote-unquote stolen, and all of that was just lunacy, and others, there's a lot of, you know, consider a lot of legitimacy to that. So who, what do you say to those who say, hey, I cast my vote. I did what I was supposed to do as a citizen of the country, and yet it seems as if, based on what's going on in our country right now and our, our government, our political system, that even my vote doesn't count. So what do I do now? That's a very good question. <clears throat> and I'm not going to get into hyperbole. It means that I'm not going to get into the fringes of that and discuss that to the point where we're just going to lose ourselves. What I can say, and Will, is that they did do some things that I thought were pretty skeptical. You know what I mean? It looked very shady. We've never had a presidential uh, election where it stopped. They stopped counting the votes and waited for about five hours and then recounted them again. That was the first thing that only made sense to me that there was something very extremely wrong. Um, but we do know this, that since then, you have seen no matter what they got going on, Republicans have been winning. And they know, the people know, so that they have such an overwhelming sentiment in the street that they don't want Democrats anymore, that it'll be very hard pressed for them to do something crazy to keep themselves in power. They would have to surrender. So if they do that, then it's going to be obvious that huh, we don't have a Republican anymore and your vote doesn't matter. And then there's, you know, we got 400 million people. They only have 4 million army men. So they don't want anybody going crazy. Let's just be real, okay? So you do, your vote does count. Um, in regards to the republic itself, um, we're going to pass our we're going to pass laws once the Republicans get in to make sure that the country runs effectively. 
the Democrats have been pushing the Republicans around because the Republicans are looking like in the eyes of the poor people, well, they're just taking advantage of the poor man. They're just running this ragged. They're just getting richer and we're poor. But that is a lie. All you have to do is look at Jeffrey Epstein. Look at Bill Gates. <laughs> look at Soros. Those are all Democrats, man. Those are not those are not Republicans. So guess what? And they're balling out of control. And Elon Musk until recently was a Democrat. What you got to say about that, Black? So you can't say that all the Republicans got all the money. But guess what the Democrats want? They want total control. They want, they want a dictator. They want a dictator just like they had with Hitler. Trust me, they want him badly. That's why they call him the deep state. So at the end of the day, the ultimate goal for them is because they're satanic. They have sold their souls to Satan. And they want to get as much out of this as possible. That's why they're trying to have babies outside of the womb. They don't even want you to have a womb anymore. They said they just came out. This guy from uh, from Israel said that he can create a, a, a embryo without a seed and without an egg and without a sperm, and he can make it grow. Now he's doing that with obviously a, a pig and rabbits. But they, the next thing is going. You think they're going to go to? You think they're just going to stay there? They're going to you. So if they can grow their own human beings outside of the woman's body, so then they can have this genderless society. That they're pushing for. All this is now lining up. It's making total sense. But you just don't understand it because you don't understand them all the moving parts. That's what they're trying to do. And that goes against God and this and his nation. This nation was a this nation is a Christian nation. It was founded on the precepts of Christ. Go look that up in the Black's Law Dictionary, what a church really is. It's definitely not no mosque, it ain't no Sikh temple, and definitely no Buddhist temple. Not in this country. Not this is from England now. Our language comes from England. These people, they broke away from the king and England, and now we have this country. Just like we have Canada and all the rest of these countries. These are all tied together. So ultimately, this is a problem what these people have with God. Now, let me say something to all these nice people. You need to get back to church and you need to be up under the power of the living God. And right now, it doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Protestant, Lutheran. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what you are. You need to get your behind back to church and you better be up under the word of God. Let me tell you right now, the book of Isaiah was written for these times. It's for the last days. It wasn't for Israel at that time, even though they were making mistakes. It was for this time. Okay, and let me tell you what it says in Isaiah 42, verses 13 and 14, just to let you know how mad God is. And God put this on my spirit to tell you, to let you know that God's getting ready to come through. He's getting ready to whoop behind. He's going to put foot to tail. It's going to be problems. And I'm going to tell you something right now. All these devils are going to be running and scurrying because the light is coming on. And this is what it says. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. I long time for I have a long time holding my peace. I have been still and refrained myself. Now I will cry like a trailing woman. I will destroy and devour at once. Now he told me that. So these devils out here, these Democrats, these Republicans, I mean not these Republicans, excuse me, them rhinos and these people in the FBI that are politicizing everything in the Departments of Justice, boy, do you want God at your doorstep? Because let me tell you something right now, you don't want to see him. Because when he comes, he's coming for you. I don't have to do nothing to you. The people don't have to do anything to you. The God that I serve is coming for you. And you don't want to see that. Because life and death are in his hands. So this country belongs to him. And you devils will not get to run it until the church is taken away. So ultimately, all these things we're seeing right now, they're just an apparatus, a tool to try to destroy the church, the constitution, and this country. Wow. You said, you said quite a lot there. 
And, you know, when you talk about us being a Christian nation and those of us who have stepped away from our faith, trying to maintain life and sufficiency through their jobs, through their career paths, you know, trusted everything, the government trusted their economy, trusted their employer. And now we're at a state where things are, are, are frightening for people. Right. You got inflation on the rise, people losing jobs. You got monkey pox. You got regular pox. You got everything under the sun. <laughs> you know, now, you know, even, you know, our, our, you know, our, our prior president is now his his personal privacy has been usurped. So a lot of things are very volatile in your creative time. I mean, it's uncertain. So, you know, we talked about before, why aren't the Christians of this nation standing strong and trusting in God. What happened to that foundation? Why are they in a state now where there's a massive level of burnout and depression and anxiety coming from the church now? We're not talking about everyone. We're talking about, obviously, those things are happening on a high level globally and, of course, nationally and in this country. But I'm talking about the church, the one supposed to be standing on that the verses from Isaiah you spoke of, trusting the Lord with all your heart, leaning not on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. The only sufficiency, the only rock that is Christ. They know these things. They sing these things. They go to church and hear these things, at least sometimes, at least know of it, if they've ever been in church in their lives. And yet they're shaking like giraffes first coming out of their mama's womb, just legs wiggling. They're questioning <laughs> everything. Uh, uh, so good. the question is, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. The church is the limit of darkness and depression. You're supposed to be standing on God and his word. Let me say this to you. I'm glad you brought that up. Depression comes, especially in the body of Christ, when you're still holding on to the past. A lot of people are holding on to the past. They're living in the past. Past ills, past situations didn't work out the way they wanted to. Things that just went down and just threw them for a loop. And they still haven't gotten over it. When you come into the body of Christ, you are a new creature in Christ. All things that are old are passed away. All things are new. You have to press forward to the higher calling of Christ Jesus. Now, the reason why this is happening to most people, and I just told you the scripture, I gave you that context, but I'm going to tell you what the most, the biggest problem is. The biggest problem is that Satan snuck in and said, you know what, hey, it can't be so hard on these people. It's okay to, you know, to lean a little bit here over this direction, lean a little bit over that direction. We got grace and mercy. We can, we can do whatever we want to do. And pretty soon, you know what? Yeah, I know Jesus. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to hear the word of God over and over. I don't need to say faithful to the cause. I don't need to talk about Jesus all day long. It's offending people. You know, I feel bad to offend people, people that don't listen to Jesus and don't believe in Jesus. How is that being offensive? But guess what? Every person I'm friends with, and I got friends that are Muslims, friends that are Buddhists, they know where I stand and I know where they stand. But I can still be me and they can still be them. They tell me sometimes, hey, man, I don't believe what you believe. I'm cool. You don't believe what I believe. That's your business. But I believe it. So I respect you to believe what you want to believe, but I'm standing on what I know is true. See, that's where Christians started to get depressed because they started feeling that God's energy just being taken away from them. He says, those that will fade till the end will be saved. And that means you have to hold on to Jesus with all your might, just like the lady did when she held on the hem of Jesus' garment to get healed from the 12 years she was bleeding. Okay? You have to know that Jesus is the most important thing you have going on in your life. So if you walk away from God, it's not God walking away from you. It's you walking away from him and all these negative things that are going to come with it. You don't think the devil knows that you're not in church all the time? Don't you know the devil knows you're not going to stand on God's principles and his promises? 
He's done this for a reason. He's made you walk away from him because he dangled all these little things in front of you to make you think, oh, this is cool. I still believe in Jesus, but I can still go to, to yoga class and start you know, praying to some kind of strange God. You don't even know. Those are foul fallen angels, man. Those are devils. So then you're going to get depressed. Don't get mad at God. Get mad at you. You need to do the Michael Jackson. Go look at that man in the mirror and figure out why you're having these problems. You're having that problem because you're not close to Christ anymore. You got to stay close to Christ, baby. That's the reason why you're depressed and these situations are popping up and why the country as a whole have been what? Separated from God. In Isaiah 1, he says, he says, he says, I have nursed and raised children and they have what? Rebelled against me. The ox knows his master. He says the, the, the ox knows his knows his master. The, the donkey is his, his master's the, the, the ass is master's crib. He says, Israel does not recognize, they do not consider. So that's not your, that's not God's fault. That's your fault. And until you look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? Time for me to get back to church. How are you going to blame anybody else about this and your depression? Now it says in the Bible that how long will you be of two opinions, thought processes, right? And in Matthew 6, it talks about no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Yep. So you think that mindset of you know, a house divided cannot stand there in that place of two opinions and that confusion, could that be uh, uh, another part of an aspect to this riddle of why depression has, has besieged the church? Well, yes, I just said that right now, that there's obviously two opinions and people are like, well, I... I want to be cool with the people and hang out in yoga class. I want to go hang out and go to this place that they're blowing smoke and, you know, and, and dancing around crystals. I think that's cool, but I still hold on to Jesus and I want to, you know, chant yum 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 yo to some statue of Buddha. They got, you got all kinds of things going on. Ooh, that's your choice. But, you know, you have been confused. There wasn't God. God doesn't walk away from you. You walk away from God. So God's like, wait a minute. Let me pull my energy back. Let me pull my strength back. Let me pull my blessings back. Let me pull my power back. And let them go experience this. This is a lesson learned. If my daddy, your daddy tell you, don't go outside, right, at night when you got coyotes around. And you take out there and the coyotes don't eat you, but they take a couple of bites out of you. And you got to go get a tetanus shot and they get stick it to a big old long needle in your stomach. I've had one happen before. So I know what it feels like. You ain't going to go out there messing with them anymore. You're going to have a different approach. You go to, either you're going to have some big dogs and you're going to go out with some big boots and a gun. And you're going to shoot at them and kick them in their in they ribcage. Or you're going to leave them alone. That's how that works. But there's also a scripture that really is appropriate to what I'm going to tell you right now while we're having this depression. And because you don't realize that God has called this, he's getting ready to do an amazing miracle. Like I said earlier, he's getting ready to come through. And these devils are going to find pressure. There's going to be real pressure of Paul stay behind. God's coming. In Isaiah 42, it says, number 22, verses 22 to 25, it says, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. What do you mean by robbed and spoiled? Robbed of your power, robbed of your blessing. Spoiled means that you've been destroyed. And they are all of them snared in holes. That means you've been, you've been sucked into a hole. Okay? They've tricked you into a hole. And they are hid in prison houses. So you're in jail, prison. Not just prison in a building, but the prison in your mind. They are for a prey. It means that we can, we, the devil can eat you. And none delivered. For a spoil, none saith restore. They, nobody's trying to tell you, let's get you back to where you need to be at. Let's get you back to where you need to go. Mm -mm. Among you will give ear to this. Mm. Who will hearken and hear for the first for the further time to come? Who gave Jacob for a spoil 
and Israel to robbers. So now Jacob is Israel, okay? And Israel is the new America in which we got right now. It's Great Britain and America. That's what Israel is. Did not the Lord, he against whom has sinned? Yes, he's been against them. For they would not walk in his ways, neither would they be obedient to his laws. Therefore, he has poured upon him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle. And it has set him on fire round about. And yet he know not, and it burned him, yet he had laid it not on his heart. So in other words, God's saying, hey, don't you worry about these devils. I'm already setting them on fire. <laughs> they don't even know. I'm coming for battle. They don't even know. They can't see God coming. So it's about you returning back to God and then God ingratiating you, cleaning you up. You were reminding yourself, God, I should have never walked away from you. Let me refocus myself and get away from these people. And I should be the shining light. They should be trying to do what I'm trying to do. I don't should be trying to go dance around crystals and, and chant to some fat Buddhist statue or go to some mosque. Everybody should be trying to come follow me to Christ. Well, we talked about a number of things today. You know, we talked about our, our former president and his home being breached. And we talked about, you know, the crack epidemic and COVID. We talked about all of these components that are putting our way of life here in this country in jeopardy. And then lastly, most important, uh, the church and our connection with God and Christ and coming back to that center. With all these, you know, troubling situations going on politically, economically, even spiritually in our country, within the church itself, we as Americans of this nation who follow God in the midst of all of this, in your final words, where should our mind be at? Where should our thoughts be at? And more importantly, where should our spirit be focused on in these times to, to really live the life that, that God has always wanted us to? The most important thing I can tell you is being a man of God and living this life and going through the changes that people are going to go through. We have to take our focus off of our everyday existence. And I know it's hard to say. People, what do you mean? I can't work. I can't worry about my family. can't have, you know, interaction with my friends. And and, and, and and I can't be, you know, I can't see a show or go to a movie or go out to a club or a restaurant to have a drink or nothing. No one's saying that. But when you get up in the morning, the first thought you should have is Jesus, is God. Thank you, God, for giving me another day. And then the first thing you should be trying to do is read the Bible or get on, on your knees and pray. And ask God, what do you want from, what does he want from you? And when you start your day off like that, you put God in a position to lead and guide you to all of his righteousness and truth. And that's the most important thing. Secondly, the next thing that I think that most people are not doing, they're not taking God seriously. They're not making him a priority. We'll deal with God when we're in trouble. We'll deal with God when we have a financial issue. We'll deal with God when we broke up with someone. We'll deal with God when, you know, we lost our job. Now we're praying. But what about when everything's going good? Why aren't you praying then? Why aren't you saying, thank you, God, for everything that you're doing? Why aren't you giving him reverence at that point? You see, what you're doing is you're putting God, you're treating God as a trick, as a sugar daddy. I call you when I need you, but when I don't need you, I don't call you. You got to stop that. That's a major, major problem. And then second, the third thing, the most important thing is that you're treating the men and women of God like they're trash. You use them when you need them. You discard them when you don't. You don't think that they're valuable. You talk bad about them when they can't give you something and you love them and kiss all over them when they can. You have to realize that each and every person in the body of Christ is valuable and you need to start putting some respect on their name. And let me say something else. All you women out there that say you don't need a man, look how tough it is out here right now. 
All that stuff he was talking about. Listen to me. I'm woman. Listen to me. Roar. Yeah, you seeing how roar, how much roar is out there. And it's more crazy people out there than ever. And guess what? You don't have no protection. And what about you men out there that are talking about your beta or you want to be transgender or whatever? That's your choice. But pretty soon, you're going to have to face some people that don't give a care about your ideology, about your political position, about how you think of yourself and your identity. They're going to be hungry and want money, food, and what you have. So the end of the day, the only thing that can protect you, the only thing that can save you is Christ Jesus on this earth and when you leave here. And remember, all of you people, death is batting a thousand. We're all going to die. And if you don't know Jesus before you die, baby, that's curtains. So the ultimate goal here is looking at what these devils are doing and watch what God is going to do. He's going to show up and show you that he has all the power. He's going to do something miraculous. Either he's going to destroy these Democrats and push them out of office or the church is going to be raptured and I'm going to be gone. So I ain't going to have no problem with that. Or I'm going to sit back and watch the devils get their ass kicked and I'm going to be very happy and I got no problem with that either. So both ways I win. But the point is, what about you? And I know there's some Democrats right now that are Christians that are probably questioning the decision they made for voting for Joe Biden and these left-wing Democrats, these left-leaning, you know, crazy people that they got going on right now. And we want you to come back. We love you. It's all right. You can make a bad decision. We all do. We're all sinners. But at the end of the day, that vote that you cast in November is going to determine a lot of things about what God's going to do. And I trust me. I want you to be on the right side of God, not on the left. And if you do the right things in God's eyes and you stand up and fight at that appropriate moment and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, God is going to stand up and do some great things for you. So today, the truth by fire is just giving you all the energy I can give you. I'm imploring you to stand up and not be afraid. The devil has no power over you. He just operates in fear and anxiety. The very thing that you have to get rid of. You go to Christ and he'll get rid of it.